Richard Pyatt. Welcome to another in our series of visits on the Battle Creek City Connection podcast. This is the official podcast of City of Battle Creek Government, and we invite you to follow us wherever you get your podcasts or check in and the city website for details on the past episodes that we've done and the future ones that you will see in short order. Want to welcome to the program today the Battle Creek Police Chief Shannon Bagley and Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer Kimberly Holly from the City of Battle Creek. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So today we're focused on an update on the Citizens Review Board and the potential for such a panel. And I thought maybe we'd start with you, Kim, and talk just a little bit about what the purpose of such a panel is. Absolutely. So I, probably the first thing that comes to mind for people is, you know, accountability, but also oversight boards really support effective policing and serve as a, another bridge in terms of relationship building with the community and the police department and helps to increase trust, public trust in law enforcement. And I think over recent years, we've seen oversight boards move from a reactive approach to more of a proactive approach, really focused on that trust building aspect of oversight boards. I do want to hear more about that. I'm curious first, though, Chief, what your impression as well of the purpose of such a board is from your point of view. Well, certainly, I echo just some of the things that Kimberly said, but it's an opportunity not only for accountability, but transparency through processes within the police department. I think that, you know, we all, regardless of the profession, but specifically here speaking about law enforcement, is that legitimate, right? That legitimacy component to how we go about providing the service of law enforcement, serving and protecting the community. And I think this is an excellent avenue in which will lend itself to the accountability, transparency, and then the legitimacy of our systems and processes within the organization. It's an opportunity to help build those relationships continually, while also giving the community opportunity to be involved in the process, right, and to have questions answered when they arise. So I think it's a very positive thing, and I think it's a, it's a necessary thing as well. Kimberly, you talked a little bit about the proactive nature that has evolved from the development of these kinds of panels. Maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. You know, oversight boards actually date back to, I think, 1928 was the first one on record in California. The Los Angeles Bar Association established a committee to review complaints of police misconduct. And over the years, they have evolved and actually the number across the United States have doubled within the past 20 years or more than doubled. So probably there are about Nearly 250 oversight boards across the United States. There are various models. And I think, you know, several years ago, you would see these evolve from a reactive standpoint. Maybe there was a high profile incident and community wanted more accountability or transparency, as the chief described. But more recently, it has definitely been a more proactive approach in terms of really wanting to build that partnership and that community trust and uh, the transparency that the chief spoke to. Chief, when you think about these kinds of panels and the notion that Kimberly just mentioned, that many of them have evolved from high-profile incidents, Certain. I think what you're saying is you have seen these be productive 
in different ways and not evolving from such things. Did I understand that right? Yeah, certainly. I, I think number one, the the review component, right, being able to ask questions and receive answers pursuant to an incident. That's one component of this specific board, the ability to talk about emerging and developing departmental policies and procedures that have impact within the community, right? The ability for this committee to help with community engagement, right? To bring forth issues that they're hearing from their constituents without in the community to the forefront so that we can get ahead of, right? It's always get ahead of something before it becomes a, a bigger issue than what it is. So it's the it's the ability to build the relationship through information sharing and in a lot of ways receive information faster than we normally would, which will cut down on that learning curve for us so that we can get ahead of whatever issues. And also, you know, to say good job or job well done by officers that are doing amazing work within the community. So I see this as a holistic approach to many different areas that this committee has the opportunity to touch. As we mentioned at the onset of our discussion, the notion of this kind of a panel has been discussed for some time. There was a citizen survey that took place in 2022. And since then, Kimberly, your position as DEI officer has been established and you've joined the city as this was evolving. Now you've sort of jumped onto this moving trolley, you might say. How do you see it now, and how did that change any of it, having a DEI officer now part of the conversation? I don't know that it necessarily changed the process. This was and it has been throughout a community-initiated effort led by the NAACP and several other community-based organizations that approached the city with a proposal to form an oversight board. And the city manager's office and the human relations board have really vetted the process and done research on the different models, as you mentioned, conducted a survey. So when the DEI office was formed, typically that process would have been routed through the DEI office. Mm -hmm. um, so I did kind of come in midstream <laughs> and really my role is to help steward this community-led effort through to commission consideration um, in partnership with all those that have been involved leading up to today. I suppose by the same token, Chief, you joined after this conversation had started in the position of Chief. Did you see it in any different sort of way than perhaps it had been discussed previously? No, because I, I think that you know, there was no landing, right? They, so we were kind of exploring what the options would be for this. And, uh, you know, in my previous life, you know, I had, I have considerable amount of experience with citizens review boards. And, and I was actually the liaison between my former department and the citizens review board. You know, this wasn't foreign to me. And, and I seen and, and experienced the value of what this type of board brings to a community. So, you know, and every community is different, right? What's going to happen in Battle Creek is going to look different from a Kalamazoo or from a Jackson or fill in the blank, right? Fill in the geographical location. So it's a very important that it's not just establishing one, it's establishing the right one for the community because the community is going to be the ones that are about the work. And uh, again, I think it's a tremendous opportunity that we have moving forward. So Kimberly, what is the right one? What do you suppose are the right components 
for this panel in Battle Creek? Well, the, the model that we're looking at is a review-focused model, so it will be a volunteer board comprised of community members. I think it is important. We talk about building trust, you know, building bridgeways with law enforcement, but it will be very important for this community review board to establish its own community trust. So there are, you know, components that community members should consider if they're interested in being a part of this process and serving on this board. It is a serious commitment of time um, and training that may go beyond a typical community board. So we want to be clear about that. But certainly, uh, we want to make sure that there is representation from marginalized communities, and that will help, again, to establish trust and legitimacy for the board itself, and to just be transparent throughout the process, I think, which is one of the reasons why we're having this conversation is to broaden that community awareness that this is something that's under consideration, that it's a positive for our community, and uh, looking forward to where this can take us in terms of our community relations with the public. So someone's listening to this, and they're debating about whether or not they should present themselves as a candidate for this board, what would you say to them, Kimberly? I would say you don't necessarily have to have a legal background or extensive knowledge in law enforcement. We will be providing training for board members, but you it should be something that you're taking seriously. This is a definite commitment of time and learning. And so it, it's something that you'll definitely have to, attendance is going to matter. And uh, just learning the processes, what do you do in terms of review? What what are the different practices and procedures of law enforcement that should be taken in consideration? So that would be the main thing that I would stress is that this is definitely a serious commitment of time and intellect, but you don't have to have, you know, a certain background or knowledge to be a part of, of the board. Chief, you mentioned that you were a liaison previously in in your uh, prior service between the police department and such a a panel. What did you see as the most useful kind of of interaction and approach that was productive? So, gosh, you know, aside from the review component, right, you know, we entered into this was back when body cameras. We were researching to implement body cameras, brand new, right? That that was fairly new technology, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 2013-ish. And, you know, we, as we kind of evaluated 10 or 11 different products, you know, we brought them in to the review board. We also brought in kind of pilot policies associated that would dictate the use and when to turn them on, when to turn them off, on call. So there's a whole lot of conversation that has to be had about, you know, where you are, are you in a hospital, private residence. And, you know, that panel really had input in reviewing those policies and then providing feedback back to the department and that we, you know, kind of had the scene through our city attorney so that they helped construct the body camera policy for the officers, you know, with the new technology. So that was a really it was a it was a great exercise in what transparency looks like. And, you know, it went well. It went very well. And so it's not just I know we're calling it a review panel because it is. It's it's a, the review of fill in the blank is going to be a big component. But there are so many other opportunities and work to be done within this panel outside of just the review component. Well, that's an interesting point. Kimberly, you certainly talked about 
the law enforcement connection here from this panel, but are there other connections and input that this panel could provide that might be useful in, in other ways or other areas of the city? Absolutely. And I think the chief touched on it earlier in terms of being a voice for community members and that two-way communication channel. There's information to bring to the city and to our law enforcement. And there's opportunities for community education around law enforcement and other city policies and practices uh, where this board can really have a pivotal role in being that, again, that bridge is what I would add. So what's our timeline? We've talked repeatedly about how this has been a long time coming. What do you see as the next steps and and how quickly would something like this come together? In in terms of next steps, I think we would be looking to bring this back before our city commission in early spring. And um, if it were to move forward in the process, there would be an introduction of a resolution. And then at a subsequent, um, usually that next commission meeting, there would be an actual vote on whether to establish uh, the community oversight board. Once that happens, if it is approved, then we would immediately move forward in terms of recruiting potential board members. So the application process would be open for individuals in the community that are interested in serving. That process would probably be like a month, and then we have those applications that would be in consideration. Those go back to the city commission for approval in terms of placement. And so potentially by early summer, there could be a community review board in place in Battle Creek. But again, it's a process, and it's right now something that's under consideration, and this is a great opportunity for us to broaden community awareness about the Community Review Board and that the commission is considering. Chief, if that is the timeline, what would you say from your perspective would be a great place to start in terms of, of how to establish the rapport and begin to have the dialogue that this would hope to foster? Well, certainly, and Kimberly mentioned it uh, earlier, big component to this is going to be the training, right? The panel is going to be reviewing incidents and interactions between law enforcement and residents within the community. We got to give them training so that they understand policy and procedure and case law. There's a pretty broad spectrum of things as to why police officers do and conduct themselves the way they do, depending upon the situation. So training initially is going to be a pretty significant lift. It would be unfair to ask anyone to come into that type of situation and say, oh, here you go. What do you think? And, you know, they really don't have a foundation to base a decision out of. So the education component is going to be really key. If we move forward with it, then uh, that initial lift will be uh, heavily focused on education. All right. Anything you'd like to add to that, Kimberly? What do you think would be a good place to start uh, if there's anything to add to the training notion? I think Chief covered it really well. That would definitely be the next step once it's established. I would imagine that uh, if folks, when the time comes, are interested in presenting themselves as potential candidates, you'll have a host of ways they can do that. Is that right? Absolutely. Definitely. All right. And we may even come back for an update on that here on the program and and, uh, provide links and other such things where you could follow through with the procedure. So we expect that we'll probably do that over the course of the next uh, few months. We appreciate the update from both of you. Thank you, Rich. 
appreciate your time and thank you for having us on and having the conversation. Chief Shannon Bagley and DEI Officer Kimberly Holly from the city of Battle Creek on the BC City Connection podcast. <laughs>